Welcome to the Scale Factor Podcast with your hosts, Chad Cannon and Josh Hudson-Piller. Follow along as they share trusted insights and proven frameworks that have taken thousands of businesses from successful to scale. And now, here's your hosts, Chad Cannon and Josh Hudson-Piller. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Scale Factor podcast. I'm welcomed again here this week with Josh, our co-founder. How are you, man? Good, man. How are you? Doing well. Well, we've got a fun episode uh, for you guys today. Uh, We're going to jump into Factor 2, which is Align Your Brand. But Mm. before we do that, let's just do a couple housekeeping items. Uh, We're two weeks into this podcast, and uh, the feedback has been incredible. I'm so thankful for all of the reviews you guys have Posted. If you haven't yet and you're listening and you enjoy it, uh, please do so. Uh, that is like oxygen for us. Yeah. It's uh, you know helps us serve you better, kind of knowing what's working, what's not, what's resonating with you. Uh, so thank you, thank you. If if this is something that you feel would be helpful to other people, please share. Again, we want this to be a really safe space for mm. business owners to really start to wrestle to the ground some of the things that maybe are keeping them from yeah. from scaling. Yep, and so. Um, before we jump into align your brand, you want to say anything to audiences? No, jump I in? just I so appreciated the feedback of uh, how many business owners were like, "You were so right when you talked about." I got 18, 20, 30% of my find my buyer down. But when you framed it into four categories, mm-hmm. and I went, "Wait a minute, I was really good at the functional, or I, I really had a." a beat on what was influencing them, but it was the global, whatever it was. I think it was just great to remind all of ourselves um, that a 360 view on your buyer is so important. And people were like, we haven't even got the product yet. There's still another one. And and that's today. It's align your brand. And it's so important that now that we've identified uh, the four aspects of our buyer, we now need to make sure that our brands align. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah, and so we touched, we briefly touched on this. I think you said 90% of purchases happen subconsciously. The the stat is actually 95%. So, you know, you weren't, uh, you weren't being hyperbole or anything (laughs) like that. So just missed it by about 5%. But that, that is so important when you understand that 95% of purchases happen subconsciously. Yep. And so what that means is that your brand, if people are not understanding your brand, your product, and when they come time to buy and they're not thinking about you subconsciously, uh, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. You know, and in the marketing world, you know, 10 years ago, you used to say, hey, it was like, we need to have 10 touch points with that mm, customer yep. before they buy. That is with marketing today and social media and influencers, that's become less and less, mm. which is really crazy, even though well, there's more products and yeah. more competition. Uh, but what that means is you have to be way more intentional about those touch points with your customer. And so that's why aligning your brand is so, so important. You know, the copy on your website, everything around it, you know, it needs to be what I would say, you know, manicured in a way. You know, what's interesting about aligning your brand too is that um, the why this is so important is you need the right people buying your product. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of there's a lot of stories and research out there when all of a sudden a brand went sideways because the 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 segment of the population that started buying their brand devalued their brand. Mm-hmm. You've seen this in all sorts of different things. All of a sudden, um, a, an automobile that was once a luxury one is now not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. It used to be the coolest thing in the world. Now it's like well, they lost it. Why? They're, they got misaligned. New buyers started buying their brand brought down the value of their brand. Mm-hmm. And so a lot, this is so important that you go, wait a minute, now that we know who our people are, we better make sure 
that our brand is aligned with them because what are they now? They're repping your brand. Totally. You don't even, I mean, we don't think about that all the time that customers are repping your brand in every conversation they have about your product. And if you don't align your brand, they're going to tell their own story. But if you can control some of that narrative and some of that story in every piece of your communication, your website, you know, one of the things that I always, you know, when we're in a, in a consulting day with a yeah. client and we help them kind of get clear around your buyer, first thing we do is we pull up the website yeah, yeah. and we'll say, hey, now that you know your buyer, what, how, what would you do diff- differently on your website? And it's eye-opening when yeah, they go yeah, and they yeah. look at above the, the above the fold and there's nothing clear around who you're serving and why you're serving the transformation they're going to have. And that like, and if you, if you don't have your website dialed in, then I'm, I'm guessing throughout the whole organization, if you've got a sales team, your sales team's not going to, and, and the reality is every time you change a new product or you've got, um, you know, differing buyers, that, that has to change. Yeah. No, and listen, when a, when a buyer comes to your, your site, when they interact with your product, um, again, this goes back to how do they want to feel? And so when we talk about aligning your brand, and we'll get to it in a little bit, there's there's six buckets that we talk about. But I want to give you a story about when this was super important. And you're going to find this in uh, different coursework we do. Um, I don't think this one's in the PDF, but it is in the coursework. There's a phenomenal story back uh, in the 90s when Coke and we talked about this last pod, last podcast, their uh, buyers were beginning to age out a little bit. And they were doing like these plates. Remember those plates that kind of had the fun decor on them? They're mm-hmm. almost like, um, what are those called? They're, you see them a lot like in farms, and the old school. Yeah, yeah. But these like little plates and like the polar bear and it was America and it was all this great stuff. But their, their buyers were aging out and Pepsi saw an opportunity. And so Pepsi launched a campaign. And if you're listening, you might've remembered this, uh, the choice of the next generation. And Pepsi came in and said, hey, our buyers are future buyers. They're not the buyers that are aging out. They're the emerging buyers. And so they begin to align their brand with pop stars. This was before this was really popular. Pop stars yep. and Michael Jackson was on there and all these emerging things. And they were saying, hey, if you're part of the new generation, then you're going to drink Pepsi. Yep. If you're the old generation, the establishment, your Coke. And why did they do that? Pepsi wasn't worried about people that were aging out of the market. They were worried about people that were merging into the market. And so you, when you align your brand, you got to, now that we've identified who our customer is, does that customer, when they get to your products and site, go, I'm home. Mm-hmm. I feel exactly what I wanted to feel when I got here. Well, podcast is done with that one. I mean, that's so true. <laughs> I mean, that is, that is the definition mm-hmm. of, of the, of aligning your brand is are do they feel at home yeah. at every piece of communication they see yeah. your brochure your sales deck you know if you're if, if you're out selling yeah. you know things of that nature and i i even think of gatorade mm. you know be like mike yeah and you know just the the feeling that that would give a customer when they are you know gatorade and competing with powerade and you know and there's a reason why gatorade owned the market for so long and they launched with michael jordan who was this athlete and it was yep. thirst quencher and now just see what that market did yeah. you know they were they were first to market well and they aligned with people that had dreams they had dreams of of seeing themselves as and that's really again what align your brand is you begin to go how does my customers again you're going to find so much in scale factor that we talk about the psychological profile of your buyer Mm-hmm. And again, this is what's so important about the work that we do. A lot of times when you get with a consultant or you get with in your own head consulting, yep. it's product, 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 product. 
It's like the only or even people. I don't have the right people, you know. But if you're people, if you have if you have not been clear on these two elements of find your buyer and align your brand, your people aren't going to be successful. Yeah, and that's on you. That's not on them. When I was in, uh, th- I think it was third grade. I remember my teacher doing the famous, and it may have been second, but they did the famous: if a tree falls in the forest and there's nobody there to hear it. Does it fall? Yeah. And the whole point that they were trying to teach you, and I look back at it, I think about how important that is. They're teaching this philosophy that that it takes two to tango or two things have to happen to exist. You can have the most amazing products. You can even attract the most amazing talent. But if your brand is not aligned with your buyer and, and the tree falls and there's nobody there to buy it, yep. you're not paying bills. You're not expanding your footprint. And so how do we do that? How do we get to align our, our, our brand with our buyers? What are, the, what are the buckets we talk about? Yeah, so there's six buckets that we talk about. Um, and the first one, this is all about how do you understand how you can best connect to your customer mm-hmm. through this alignment process. Yeah. You know, and you think about, like when it, the moment you say alignment, you think of your car. Sure. Yep. You can feel, yeah. the good thing about a car is when you're driving, you can feel when you're out of alignment. Sometimes yeah. in a business, it's actually a lot harder to feel that alignment. And I'm just, just going to call gets, this out when we get to another uh, factor, um, which is your operating model. We talk about digital uh, transformation and digital uh, analytics so that we know when our brand's starting to drift. Yeah. So there is a lot of stuff we're going to get to later. Later, and that's what's so important about this, but okay, keep yeah. going. No, that's, I mean, I love that because like, I know there's probably people out there, man, I really want some more practical elements. And yep. this, this is some some feely things potentially or some things that, re- that are yep. hard work to wrestle to yep. the ground. Yep. Is like, hey, how, how often should I meet with my team? When should yep. we be yep. looking at financials? All that, yep. like that's super important to scale, but you could be doing all of that and it your business isn't working and because the tree you're not clear falls about them. Yeah. and there's nobody there. Totally. And so all these first few podcasts are all about getting people to your brand. Uh, meetings don't matter if sales don't happen. Totally. Yep. So if you're if you want to follow along with us, you can go to sevenfactorsofscale.com, download the PDF. We're going to walk through these. Um, but again, six buckets. The first one is culture. So around that question, or around culture, the question we like to ask is how do we want our customer base to describe us. Mm. And so if we were sitting down, you know, we would ask you to start writing adjectives yep. of yep. how do you want your customer to describe you. Yep. And so you can do this kind of in that PDF as we're yep. going along. Uh, the second is benefit. How do others feel after interacting with us? I love this one because I think this is where value comes, you mm-hmm. know, where you go, man, when I when I purchase this uh, product from this individual or from this company, I feel a certain way. I talked about last week about the bad birdie shirt and yeah. you know, I want to feel like a rebel. I want to feel, what is the benefit that I'm getting? If you provide a, a, a quantifiable uh, or qualitative value, they're going to keep coming back. Yeah. And I would say, what, what products inspire you? Mm-hmm. That, you know, what are the products that you, you buy, whether it's your clothes, whether it's the phone that's in your pocket, whether it's, you know, the, the thing you get at the, cro- at the grocery store. Um, but how would you talk about it? Yeah. You know, and like start just like what I love, you know, being a business guy, I'm always learning, yeah, you sure. know, like yeah. from, from what's happening. And so if you're, if you're sitting here like, and maybe wrestling and it's hard for yourself and through your business, start to just do it for products that like impact you and it kind of get you, get you thinking but in a I different way. I bet you this, I bet you most folks don't take, well, here's the hard part about this. It's time. It takes mm-hmm. time. It takes emotion. It takes up. But how do you want people to, to describe 
your your brand, yeah. right? Yeah, and this is, I mean, you just hit it. I, I, I think one of the biggest pain points in talking with business owners is I don't ever have enough time to work on my business. I'm always working in the business, yeah, sure. which is why these two things fall apart. Yeah, exactly. You know, or, or aren't happening, or they've they've gotten misaligned over time yep. because you're chasing the next rabbit. Exactly. You know, like you've got a new big deal that, you know, you got to work through. But um, when you get clear on these, uh, the rest of the business is way easier and you can really start to work on the business and not work in the business. Well, I'll just say this one thing too, when, because you talked a little bit earlier about people and, and people culture operating model, we're going to get to later, but listen, everybody in your organization needs to be on the same chapter on how we want people to talk about our brand, describe our brand, interact with our brand, because they're going to also behave that way. Yep. They're going to behave that way. You're going to affect the behavior of your team mm-hmm. by these things. So understand when you do this work, you're actually doing deep values work, yep. deep vision work, and it's going to transfer into your teammate that goes, wait a minute, it, th- I'm going to behave the way we want to be perceived. Yep. And that's totally. important. Yep, 100%. And I think one of the things that as I'm sitting here thinking about this is that this, you're not answering this question through the lens of your product. You're thinking that you're, you're answering this through the lens of your business. <laughs> That's right. Because how you answer these things will determine the next factor, which is creating product. Yep, exactly. And understanding what your customer journey is going to be. Yep. It, and if you don't have this, you'll just start creating products with potentially, you know, no strategy yeah. other than we've got a buyer right now, but is, yeah. are, is there going to be repeatable buyers? You know? And let me just say this too, because I, I, all of these things is about scale, right? And so how many of you have ever struggled to, to hire the right people? And mm-hmm. we talk a lot about this and we're going to get more to it in the operating model, but you know, there's a lot of great, you know, the, the C's of culture, chemistry, competency, all these different things that happen. But you ever felt like, man, half the people that work for me, I don't think they get the brand. I don't think they believe in the brand. I don't think we're on the same page. If I had three more of Rick's or, or seven more of, uh, of Lisa's, the reason you don't have more of the right people, all of this stuff also affects hiring people. Yep. This isn't just about your products. This is about your business. And that's what I think we want to teach people is that scale factor is about your business, yep. not products. And so we're going to keep pulling back and going, you know what's important to your business? Hiring the right people. Yep. Well, how do I make sure I get the right people? How do they want to be perceived? Do yep. they want to be perceived the same way your brand does? Yep. Hey, we're a real high-end posh this, we're a real uh, working day. This. Ready. Yep. Right. And we're if you hire people that are misaligned with your brand, mm-hmm. see, this isn't just about customers. This is a through line totally. through everything that you yep. do. Yeah. And a lot of people, would, what we're trying to get here and help you understand is what is your unique value proposition in the market yep. through these six buckets. So we yep. touched, touched on the first one being culture, second one being benefit, third, customers. How do we describe who they are? Exactly. So again, you might be thinking, well, how do I know who my customers are? I don't have a product. But you, you, we, you, did the, you did the work around finding your buyer and now aligning your brand is how do we describe who they are? So give some examples of that. You know, how do we describe who our customers are through the lens of this around our unique value proposition? Yeah, and look, we, what we want to do is we say our customers, and again, you're going to pull a lot from that first one, who are our customers? They are people who blah, 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 blah. So um, I, I recently, fairly recently got into, really got into skiing. I skied growing up, but I really got into it the last four or five years. And I started seeing certain brands like Helly Hansen. And I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, every time I see those two H's on his, his shirt, I'm like, and then I started seeing the people that were wearing them and I wanted to be like Mike. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I want to be, because they were incredible skiers. It's this very like, um, 
unpronounced brand, mm-hmm. but it's clean. The line, it's amazing. And everybody that was wearing the brand was skiing like the brand. Mm-hmm. They were clean. They were they were next level. And my so I, who are our buyers? They they are people that have put a certain amount of time into thing, discipline into thing. That they view the world a certain way. So how would we describe them? Helps us begin to build this. Totally. So the fourth is value. What is our tangible impact? What value are we adding to our customers? You know, I think this is so important because it's we we always want to knee jerk this. Uh, we want to take the the easy. Oh, we're providing brake pads. That's the value. Yeah. Okay. Well, so are thousands of other people, mm-hmm. and we'll get to the final one. I won't uh, re- reveal it just yet, but yep. but that is okay. Fine. We're providing brake pads, but what we have to do deeper work here and go, well, so is everyone else. Yeah. So what is that? It is a practical benefit. We want to write those down. Safety. Um, security, confidence. You're not just providing brake pads. Yep. Uh, you're providing peace of mind. Yep. You're providing security, yep. confidence. Um, when those little kids are in the back seat, I made the right decision. You're, so there's, it's so much deeper. And of course, yep. we get more into this later. Totally. But yeah. Well, I mean, you look at Apple and their marketing. You know, at first, when they first came out with the iPhone, it was very specific about the product and what you could do with it yep. because it was brand new. Now you look at the marketing and it's all about hipster, you know, it's yeah. like, it's culture. Yeah. Like this is part of the culture now. Yeah. So it's like, if it's almost like you're not cool unless you have a phone Yeah, and you know this, you got almost teenage boys yeah. and, yeah. and you know, if they don't have a phone, there's a, it, it like that marketing is speaking to identity, whether you agree with it or not. Apple is saying you, you are going to, you're, you're going to be left out of society and culture if you don't have this product. And I think that's again, the benefit, why you do the deep work on this is the benefit isn't just practical mm-hmm. brake pads. Yeah, that's the practical. The, again, that's why we're trying to teach this deeper work. It's the emotional. It's the way you're perceived. It's all these kind of things. So when you think about the benefit of your company, you absolutely do the work of functional practical. Push more into the global. Again, to go back to our old one, so you can see the bigger story. Yep. And fifth is voice. How do we sound? You know. So that's like that's the words you use on the website. Like. Um, you know, are you hip? Are you cool? Are you, you know, down to earth? Yeah. And if, if you don't know who your buyer is, yep. you, you could just, you could be totally missing them here. Well, I think it was, um, I don't, I don't wear these clothes. So I care. And I hate to keep bringing clothes in, but just think about yep. commercials that, yep. you know, real comfortable jeans. Yeah. And you're like, how do you sound? Du- Duluth trade. Is that who, there you go. Yep. Yep. Clearly. Yep. So, so Duluth, real. I mean, how do you sound? We sound clear, simple, and rugged. Yeah. And that's who our buyers are. Mm-hmm. You know, now can you imagine if it was like, Real simple iPhone. Yeah. You're like, I don't get it. So, yeah. so it, it sounds silly, but like your buyers are, they want to have a conversation with you. Mm-hmm. They want to have a digital conversation with you. Yeah. You got to make sure you understand how you sound. Totally. And, and, you know, Josh gave you an audio example there, but obviously not all of you are, are going to be having ads that sure, are on sure. ESPN that, you know, is reaching this, but that, that's a perfect example of, how you want someone to feel mm. when they consume yep. words on your website. Like if you've got phone, re- you know, like an administrative person that has to answer the phone and hand back, like I think of when I have to call my insurance company, you know, and you want that person to be the voice of your brand. And can I just like, I'm going to use that example because I want to push it back. And again, whatever business you're in, this is transferable. Think about how much time they probably spent coming up with three words. Mm-hmm. What do we know about our buyers? Man, these are real people. Yep. They're not out there keeping up with the Joneses, faking things. Yep. They're real. Yep. What do they want out of their jeans? Do they want tight jeans that they cut off their circulation and <laughs> comfortable? Yep. What are we selling? I always love this. What are you in the business of? Jeans. 
And you have no idea, I bet, the amount of time they spent and the work they did to come up with three words that was worthy of millions and millions and millions of dollars of ads. Here's a great example. If you had to take your entire business and say, you got three words to describe your business that, that that you would spend millions of dollars on for ads. Yeah. That's yeah. a line in your brain. Yeah, totally. 100%. So that's voice. That's the fifth bucket. The sixth bucket, and this is, this is the thing that kind of sums it all up, is the X factor. What is it that makes us radically different? This is so hard. And I've done this work. I had a consultant come in for one of my businesses. His name was Eugene, and he was this rigorous, rigorous uh, leader. And I, every single thing I told him was an X factor. He's on Google finding some other company that has a footprint go, nope, I found it. Nope, I found it. And and it's not to say there's nothing new under the sun. I get that. But Mm -hmm. he was forcing this deep work of like, I'm not going to let you cheat. Yeah. You know? And he goes, listen, you might not have your X factor yet. Yep. But to force yourself into the work of being like, man, what really makes us, what is our X factor? Yeah. It's tough to get to. Totally. And I think understanding what your X factor is can be leveraged in so many ways. I mean, your marketing can be used in your hiring. You know, one of the things that I know, if I was going to find and, you know, the best workers are typically someone that's currently employed, not someone that's unemployed. And so you have to be able to tell a story to that person to why to join your company. And this is the language. If you're really clear about what makes you radically different, and it could be your culture. Yeah. You know, that's not even Absolutely. anything about the product. It could be your culture. I mean, Patagonia. Yeah. That's what people, people know Patagonia because of its culture. You know, he just announced he's basically giving Solid away, that. you know, awesome. to basically, you know, nonprofits the rest, you know, the rest of his life. But that's a radical X factor mm-hmm. that you go, dude, profits, and, and we're so stinking profitable, but we're going back into the bit the ba- that we're all about. We create clothing again. We got clothing, clothing, clothing. Yeah. But, but for the outdoor, well, not just clothing. I mean, they have outdoor products, totally. yeah. which that'll be a great and then And they know their buyer because they're typically eco, eco-conscious. And 80, 88% of them drive a Subaru. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I think it's 86. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, but the point is, is like, these are accelerators. And so what is your X factor that just goes, and let me pull back on this real quick. When you find your buyer, you're going to find what motivates them, everything from voice and everything down. And then your X factor is going to just be like, man, gasoline on the fire to yeah. go. That's why I choose them. Totally. And this gets me so jazz thinking about just teaching through the find your buyer and align your brand. And I remember when we were wrestling with this, I'm like, man, these being the two factors, people are just going to want the meat right Uh, away. And I would tell you, this is the meat. I was totally going to say that. This is the important meat because factors three through seven are so much easier, so much more transformational and will allow you to scale. Again, if you want to have a company that is just growing 10, 15% year over year, this isn't, this this maybe isn't super, super important, but if you want to scale Mm -hmm. and build a company that doesn't rely on you as the founder and the CEO, and you can exit at some point, whether you want to go start another thing or you've got kids growing up and you want to not be in the office 40, 60 hours a week, but maybe 20 hours a week, this work is so important. And I won't, if someone comes to me and says, Hey, we've got a product problem. Yep. I don't go, I don't dive into the product. We go to find your buyer yep. and align your brand before I can help you t- think about product at all. So the, the, you've done the work now. You've listened to these two podcasts. Yeah. I'm like, I'm getting jazzed yeah. for you yeah, know, yeah. Wh- what, what we're going to be able to talk about yep. in episode th- 
well, it'll be episode four, yeah. but the third episode in this Lauren, series. I'll just, I'll finish. I know we're out of time here again already, but I'll finish with my thought, which is, I say it all the time, personality will get you to the door, process will get you through it. And this is what we're trying to work on with you guys. Like you have a you product will get you to the door process will get you to scale. And so this work we're doing is going to allow you, it's going to open your eyes, it's going to expand your worldview for all the work we're going to be doing. Absolutely. Well, thanks for tuning in. Uh, as we're, you know, next episode is going to be about helping you think through your product line and how to create those products. And more than likely, all of you have products already, but thinking through the lens of potentially new products mm. or how do we market these products differently if this is the right product. Right knowing that what we know about our buyer yep. and aligning the brand. Yep. And so uh, between now and then, wrestle this to the ground. You can go to sevenfactorsofscale.com. If you haven't downloaded it yet, you can do this work. Yep. You know, And if you've got team members, bring them in on it. Don't, exactly. don't, don't try to do this all yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do recommend kind of brainstorming initially to kind of yeah. get some things rolling. Uh, but definitely, if you've no, got a leadership and as a reminder, team, listen, uh, Chad and I get the opportunity to do this all the time. And so if you look at this stuff and go, gosh, you know, I need some extra capacity. I need somebody to come in and, and really walk us through a one-day, two-day workshop on this. Uh, man, we'd love to get to know you more and hear more about your story and come in and help expand your team and look at and talk about the importance of this. Again, this is not about a product. This is about your business. Yeah. And a business is a bigger worldview, a bigger perspective than a product. Yeah. And I would say to that point, I mean, if you're interested, uh, you know, just chat at scalefactor.co, scale-factor.co. .co, uh, and Josh yep. at scalefactor.co, scale-factor.co. Um, I mean, we're, we're excited about what we're building and we want to know our customers. We want to help you. Yeah, so um, we will respond to your email. Uh, you know, who knows how many we'll get, but know that we'll, we, will re we will reply yeah. uh, because we are passionate about helping you move from successful to scale. So awesome. uh, until next week, scale, scale, scale. There we go. Take care. All right, man. Thanks for listening to the Scale Factor Podcast. We'll see you next time.